Hey everyone, my name is Kyla. Welcome to my channel where I talk about the stock market and the economy amongst other things. My mind is a bear. This is everything you need to know about. These are 10 minute series where I talk about different things. Today, we are going to be talking about the metaverse. What is the metaverse? What is it? It's kind of hard to answer because it doesn't actually exist. There's a couple different definitions that I'm going to walk through, but it's you can think of it as digital physical reality, the internet brought to life, or at least rendered in 3D, where people can meet, they can work and play, they can use VR headsets, they can use AR glasses, they can use their smartphone apps or other devices, you can shop which brands love, brands love that you can shop. Think of immersing yourself in your online world where you interact with stuff in a 3D way. If you're playing a video game, you would like be in the video game. If you were shopping for things online, you'd be able to sort of touch it and feel it and try it on your avatar figure. If you were having a meeting for work, you could go into boardroom and, and sit down with everybody. Matthew Ball, who is arguably the king of the metaverse, wrote a very, very good piece about the metaverse, and I'll link to it in the notes below. But in his eyes, the metaverse is an expansive network of persistent real-time rendered 3D worlds and simulations that support continuity of identity, objects, history, payments, and entitlements, and can be experienced synchronously by an effectively unlimited number of users, each with an individual sense of presence. And so that word presence is super important because that is what makes the metaverse the metaverse. So you feel present in the online world. That is like the key variable. If somebody's like, hey, what's the metaverse? Just be like, it's where you feel present in the online world and you're good to go. <laughs> There's a couple of variables here with the metaverse. Persistent, it never pauses or ends, it just continues indefinitely. There's open participation, everybody can be a part of it. The value economy, where there's a sense of value or a currency has to exist within that world. Duality, so it spans both the digital and the physical world. Interoperability, where you can transfer assets across worlds. If I have a car in Grand Theft Auto, I can go and put that car in, in, in Roblox. Active contribution, so creators can build and expand the universe. The other key thing is the presence, right? So you have to have presence, but then you also have to interact with other people. Neopets isn't the metaverse because you're not actually interacting with real people to a certain extent. So there has to be somebody on the other side of your interaction in order for it to qualify as quote unquote the metaverse. It's like a digital coffee shop where you have all these different, where you have um, the interaction, you have the commerce, you have the clothes, <laughs> you have the good, everything like that. And Matthew Ball has a really good image on it where it's the metaverse is computation, it's networking, it's virtual platforms, it's tools and standards, it's payment services, it's content services and assets, and then it's hardware. So it's all these different things that are going to build out this massive metaverse. <laughs> For Facebook, so, oh, excuse me, meta. For meta. So Facebook has flipped their lid and, and is going all in on the metaverse. They're spending between 30 to 50 billion to build out the metaverse. They renamed themselves meta to show their commitment to the cause. And in their eyes, the metaverse is a set of virtual spaces where you can create and explore with other people who aren't in the same physical space as you. So really just like, how do we interact with people in this online world? The main thing with the metaverse is it's virtual clothes, it's virtual interactions, and things like crypto, right? Crypto's role in this broader space is the decentralization aspect of it and also nfts can be the financial architecture of this my car in grand theft auto i could have an nft of that car there's more of a financialization aspect to the metaverse DAOs and tokens and all that stuff 
can be easily, easily transferred over because they're already virtual, right, to to this virtual world. There was an interesting thread on the metaverse, and it got a lot of attention. The author of the thread was like, the metaverse is not a place, it's a time where digital life is greater than physical life. And this has been a gradual change over the past 20 years, where work, a certain select percentage of the population is now on Zoom, Kids are playing more games than they are playing real-life sports. Kicker was identity, so filters are the new makeup. And then the whole thing was like online flexes are more important than physical flexes. And an underlying message to all of this metaverse dynamic is, is the virtual life more important than the physical life? So why does the metaverse exist? Facebook, like I said, Mark Zuckerberg Meta Zuckerberg, Meta Zuckerbergverse wants to own the operating system behind all this. Horizon is the social platform that Meta is building. All these different companies are going to start building towards the metaverse because it's the new thing. Tim Sweeney, who's the CEO of Epic, commented, in Apple's view, only the Apple metaverse would be allowed. They have to collab, obviously, with the brands, but UD had a really great thread on, is this what the metaverse is for? So all these Web2 companies <laughs> taking over you have to have some element of decentralization or else it's just going to be the internet but with vr goggles which isn't great <laughs> if you think about the computational power of the internet the stuff that we've been able to accomplish the fact that i'm talking to you right now about the metaverse is crazy right i don't even know what that'll look like in 10 years we have a lot of power right now to distribute content without asking for really much of any permission and we kind of have to make sure that carries over into the metaverse as well what is the power of the builders and are the builders going to be these centralized entities and then i think also with the gaming right so gaming is probably going to be one of the key applications of the metaverse it's a huge opportunity for these gaming companies to take hold because they're not even the market cap of sheep coin yet which is one of these dog coins so huge opportunities for gaming companies to begin to build which is really really exciting and then the big question is what does the metaverse mean for you more towers more data centers which is kind of funny because clouds still live in buildings so we're going to potentially see more data center architecture be built out it's going to be more physical architecture to support this virtual architecture probably another big question is does it mean a bunch of ads taking over your face maybe brands definitely know how to capitalize on stuff and take that to benefit them like kind of how they're doing with nfts so would the brands be like oh you know this is oh i'm going to want to have my gucci top and my my louis vuitton headband and will that consumerism ideology also carry over into the metaverse probably <laughs> emile stevenson coined the term metaverse in his 1992 novel snow crash and it was not the best thing ever. It was a neurolinguistic virus that destroyed people's minds. It was a vector for that. So we really have to be careful about that, the sort of side effects of the metaverse. Also, the headsets are 300 bucks right now. If you're rich, you can get into the metaverse sort of thing. And obviously, those barriers are going to lower as more and more people. It was like the first computer being a very, very expensive. Those barriers are going to lower. But for right now, it is inaccessible to a broad portion of the population. And then I think you have to ask, is Facebook doing all this to avoid burden? I don't think so. I think that he did a really great interview with Ben Thompson, where he just talked about this was like kind of what he's always wanted to build. So I think there is probably an element of avoiding regulation and getting money from investors, because right now, if you say that you're a metaverse company, the venture capital dollars will come a flowing. That's an interesting thing, too. FOMO fundamentals. Nobody wants to be left behind. They're going to throw money at you. So if you want to get mad money right now, just say, hey, 
I'm building a metaverse company and I have a token and it's for a community. (laughs) Final takeaways, I think the biggest application and the one that I'm most excited about is education. No way are kids going to want to keep on learning the way that we are teaching them right now. And it's not teacher's fault, but the idea that we can go send them to Athens to learn about uh, Greek mythology, maybe like they can go learn from Gottfried Leibniz, the real inventor of calculus, (laughs) about calculus. And we can have them in these immersive interactive learning experiences where they can learn in the mode that they feel most comfortable in. Rote memorization, teaching to a test, it's not the real world and we need to get rid of it. That is what I'm most excited about for the metaverse. There's also the social aspect of it, so we could be sitting in the same room instead of being so far apart on Zoom. And I think that's really powerful for collaboration and connection. It will remove friction from idea to execution for workplace people experiences. So if, if this Travis Scott, con- like there's been a couple of virtual concerts, I think that, you know, it, it allows different types of interactions. I think people are still going to want to go to real life concerts, but I, it's, it's a fun little thing to do, I think. Commerce. This is probably going to be one of the biggest applications alongside education where you can try stuff on. You can flex. You see this right now with NFT profile pictures on Twitter is you can flex with whatever you're wearing. There's really good applications, but then two things I think about a lot. Zuck was like, if you die in the metaverse, you die in real life. I think that's important to remember. It's meant to be the next iteration of the internet. We live very online right now, but we still like go home and, you know, hang out with our friends in real life. The physical world is just as important as this virtual world that we're we're building out and, and thinking about. Is virtual life more f- important than the physical. Facebook Meta Zuck had this huge presentation on what the metaverse meant to them. I think a key thing was like, you die in the metaverse, you die in real life. How does this transfer between the physical and and digital world? Absolutely not. No, no. I think it would be really detrimental to the virtual world if we just like peace out and forget about the physical world. I'm thinking Wally. I'm thinking Wally. And I don't think any of us want to, you know, be scooting around on our scooters with iPads taped to our head. Ownership within the metaverse, like who owns it? Is it the brands? Is it the people? And kind of get to the roots of what do we want to do with it? So right now it's it's interesting it's doing a lot of cool stuff and you if somebody asks you about it it's where you can have presence in a virtual world and interact with real people that's the metaverse (laughs) all right thanks so much for hanging out and i will see you all tomorrow